Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. So, this episode will be covering Married at First Sight. Um, If you're not listening to these episodes in order, we decided to split the shows this week because they both had kind of a lot of action happening. The Bachelor had, like, two shows. Um, So, we didn't want to get this episode super long, so we decided to split them up. So, that being said, ready to jump into it? Yes, let's do it. Let's go for it. Okay. So... Starting with Married at First Sight, this is day 24 of marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a little lovely montage of the couples uh, playing with their dogs, kissing, TV show binges. It's it's a lot of love. Mm. (laughs) And so we dive right into Eric and Virginia. Yes. By the way, this is episode 10, third week's the charm. So we're in week three of loving each oh other. Oh, God. I know. We're, that's where we are. But yeah, we're at Virginia and Eric. They have a dog bed in the kitchen. I don't know if you saw that. I was a little concerned. That was strange. Does the dog sleep there? Why does the dog need to sleep in the kitchen? Right. I, I was. It reminds people who have their cats walking on the kitchen counters. That was weird. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Whatever. they start talking. Virginia's on her laptop looking very, um, I don't know, studious. It's like she's maybe paying bills or something. <laughs> she's like working on the laptop. And she lets us know that Rocky is her password for everything. So in case anyone wanted to dox her, I guess. <laughs> Just letting you know. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So they have a conversation about passwords. Um mm-hmm phone you know bills social media and that kind of spirals um into a conversation about like who they're texting and talking to on social media I don't know how we got there yeah um so after Virginia says her password for everything is Rocky her dog Eric you know kind of chimes in and he's like yeah Texas and my passwords as well. And he says he kind of uses different variations of the same password mm-hmm. for most things. And they did talk about phones and exchanging phone passwords. And uh, Virginia kind of asked, is it okay for her to, like, talk with her friends, like, text her friends? And he's like, well, I mean, I've only met two of your guy friends, so those ones are okay. The rest I don't know about. <laughs> and... <laughs> It goes from there to, like, whose photos are you liking on social media? And he's like, well, of course I wouldn't want you liking, you know, your ex-boyfriend's photos. And she's like, well, why are we friends if you're not going to, like, engage with their accounts? (laughs) He's like, you don't need to be friends with them. It's just real, (laughs) real par for the course here. Um, So Virginia is looking contemplative, I'll say. Looking a little concerned. As these new rules just keep appearing about who she can be friends with and who she can talk to and who she can text and, you know, and he's really trying to emphasize that it's not her, it's the other people that are the problem and he doesn't know their intentions with her. So he just can't trust them. There's just no way. Yeah. 
And I think in her talking head, she mentions that because they don't get to spend a lot of time together or because the first couple of weeks they were traveling, she doesn't want them to argue like when they're together because there's just been such limited time. Um, but she does realize that there is like a level of avoidance uh, when it comes to like not talking about like the obvious issues that they have. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of kicks it off. We go to Brianna and Vincent. They're meeting with Dr. Viviana. She's wearing a lovely blue dress with pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, she wears this dress, same one with everyone, because I guess she just goes down the hall to their yeah. apartments. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you see it so much, and they kind of make it seem like it's a different day, but it's really not. It's just all the same day. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, she meets with Brianna and Vincent. They're, you know, sitting on the couch being as cute as they want to be. And she brings up... <laughs> The thing she's heard from production, because, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's relaying information. So she's like, I've heard that sometimes when you guys get a little playful and, like, the jokes don't always land. Um, what's that about? And then, you know, of course, that's talk to, talking to Vincent right. because of his reactive nature. Mm-hmm. And she also asked about, you know, what happened when you guys went dancing. And Vincent's defending himself of, you know, I'm just not, I'm, I'm stronger at other dances than salsa. And... You know, I was feeling insecure because my shirt was too tight. <laughs> oh, my God. And I wasn't doing the steps right. <laughs> so Viviana's, again, like, come on, man. Get it together. Yeah. Get so it together. She, so she's basically saying that um, when they're being playful with each other, you know, maybe tone has been an issue. And she's saying that, you know, in the moment, why doesn't, like, they, why don't they ask themselves, you know, what did you mean by that? Um, so mm-hmm. that they're able to diffuse the situation. Uh, but then Vinny says that he doesn't want her to do that because he's not delicate. He and did say he's not delicate. <laughs> he's not a seven-year-old, he said. He said that he basically just wants her to watch her words. That is being delicate. Okay, so think yeah. about this whole delicate <laughs> word. As you guys saw in the previous, one of the previous episodes, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before that, but he said, I'm really delicate when I talk to my wife, and I want her to care about what she says to me, exactly. too. And if he wasn't delicate, he wouldn't be flipping out every so time now, something happens. Right. And so now he's saying that he's not delicate. So which one is it? So I guess delicate. I just me, need you to watch how, watch how you talk to me. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what he wanted to say. Just watch how you speak to me. And he doesn't want to say that. And so Dr. Viviana is like, you know, you're trying to be all smooth and suave and impress your wife because you really like her. But when things don't go according to plan, you kind of freak out. And yeah, he, yeah, and so he uh, he actually apologizes for the dancing one because he was just like mm-hmm. he dropped the ball. He had a horrible attitude, and Bree says what I said I think last week, which is that you don't have to impress her. Just be yourself. Like he's so focused yeah. on how he appears mm-hmm. and how we're you know judging or not judging him and how he's looking on camera. You know, with the whole oh, I, I, I gained weight, my shirt was really tight at the dance studio, and it's like <laughs> just be yourself. Like it's yeah. okay. Ugh. Yeah, he needs to relax. He just like just have a drink and relax. just just breathe. He can though be because okay. he's he's so. Like, he really wants to look good. Do we ever see him having a drink? Do we ever see him relaxing? I know he no. hasn't gone to, like, many of the things Brianna has gone to with the other couples. That's like, true. Dude, you, you probably need to socialize and get out of your head yeah. a little bit. I mean, I don't know what he's doing, like, all day, every day. But, like, I just want him to just, 
like not be so conscious like just kind of be yourself like I know it's difficult when you got three cameras in your face and like camera crews Mm -hmm. and sound Mm -hmm. crews but I mean this is what you signed up for so I don't know yeah yeah, I think he. I think she did hit the nail on the head about you know because we talked how he wants to be like a family man and just be this yeah. perfect husband. I think that's probably happening even off camera. He's probably like trying really hard. Yes, and it's just not sustainable. No, and nobody likes that. That's the thing. It's no. like, dude, just be a real person. Don't be a fake person. It reminds me of like uh, Karen and Miles season where she was saying like, I don't know if this is the real him because he's just yes. so like just so be, on just point. be real. Like it's okay. Like just relax. So here's hoping that he I don't know takes that advice so onward to Paige and Chris (laughs) I don't even know why I I don't even really want to discuss them so I'm just going to keep my notes very brief because what is there to discuss Um, so Paige is you know I'll go I'll go because you seem like you're having a hard time getting your getting your thoughts off I'll jump in okay go oh you want to jump in when I talk or you um I'll set the scene okay so because I'm really good at the scene setting so Paige has basically uh reiterated that nothing has happened since the day that they reset she hasn't heard from him calls have been going to voicemail (laughs) she doesn't know what's going on she says that she wants to meet Dr. Viviana so she can navigate what their friendship will look like, and she hopes that Chris will show up. Chris does show up. He's in a multicolored sweatshirt, <laughs> more Fashion Nova jeans, um, and some colored Nikes. His outfits always look so juvenile. Um, he says in his it's talking head, it does, actually, because he okay. is a child, so it, 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 it works. Either it's a suit or children's clothes. <laughs> like, it's nothing in between. <laughs> Um, he says in his talking head that he has paused his thoughts on divorce for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're sitting on the on the couch. Dr. Viviana knocks on the door. Paige looks at him and he's like, this is your house, yo. Mm-hmm. And so she gets up to get the door. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's a good recap. The only thing I'll say you missed is that when he first walked in, he gave her like a one-sided church, one-arm church hug, and I thought that was real. Oh, I just assumed, yeah, I assumed that you guys knew that. Like, there's no love between these two, so like it was just real. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, there, like everything oh. is strained. Like, there's no relationship here, you guys. So, yeah. but in this instance, when they sat on the couch, I did exchange some niceties of like, "You look nice. You look nice too." It's just like. <laughs> There was a little bit of banter as opposed Please. to when he showed up for the Mercedes thing. And he didn't acknowledge that she was sitting there. But at even all. with that, like he says, "You look good. You look good too." And then he gets on his phone, and they just sit yes, there until the door opens. So like, <laughs> it, it's the same. Like it's so bad. It's 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 yes. awful. Yeah. So <sighs> Dr. Viviana comes in because, of course, it's uh, Paige's mutual apartment. Yes, and, it's, um, it's her apartment. Yeah. So <laughs> this is your I think house. Paige Paige really has a strong way of just ignoring these side comments he makes because he just says things that make you want to smack him all the time. Interesting word choice of strong, but yeah. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll have to discuss that. Okay, (laughs) Dr. Viviana comes in. She's again like, hey, I heard about what's been happening. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and jump into it. Don't don't feel the need to recap me because I've already been recapped. Um, 
And essentially, Dr. Viviana is trying to figure out what they both want from this situation. Yes. Paige is saying she would just like simple communication, a call, a message, you know, just like some kind of interaction um, through her cellular device. Yeah. And because, you know, nothing has happened, as Tamara mentioned. Nothing has happened since they agreed to reset, which was apparently two days ago. She, Chris hasn't answered a call. He hasn't sent a text message. He hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. And as you've also seen, he's always on the phone. Yeah. So he's getting the messages. <laughs> um, Chris says he doesn't want to feel pressure. Doesn't want pressure mm-hmm. to communicate to somebody. Yes, it feels He would rather go on a date, go out to eat, <laughs> do some activity, than send a text message. <laughs> um, and Dr. Rivian was kind of like, well, that's a lot more than she's asking. She's just asking for, like, some routine communication about, like, what we're doing or if we're going to hang out or not. And he's like, yeah, but I just re- – I don't, I don't like that. I just rather – I'd rather not do He that. wants I to call rather- the shots. He's in charge here, you guys. He is having a temper tantrum right then yep. and there. Um, he essentially says his heart isn't in this 100%. Um, just a lot of like regular negative Chris energy <laughs> and a lot of page, a lot of page just being, just sitting bump on a log kind of self, just like, I don't mm-hmm. know what we're doing. I still don't know. I'm just waiting to find out. And you know, she's harping on the covenant thing again. I don't take notes Ugh. on this anymore because it just happens all the time. Yeah. And I mean, she's saying the same thing she said before. It's the covenant of marriage. Uh, God they intended made a covenant page. before God. Yes. He intended her to be a supportive wife. She will support Chris mm-hmm. in any way. She just wants to keep it simple. You know, she just wants the bare minimum, which is very sad. This is the thing. You can believe, Paige, if she ever says, on God, she's serious. This is, this is. (laughs) Well, in the words of her, in the words of Chris, it's sad because it's so confusing. Hmm. I don't think it is. I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> I feel pretty clear what's happening. But, um, yeah, there's that. I don't have much else from that scene. I um, really go back to Brown and Vincent. Yeah, because Paige, I think, at the end says that she doesn't know what's going on. And Dr. Viviana agrees Again. and says, I don't know what you guys are doing either. Um, so we, we end that. Um, mm-hmm. The next scene is like a couple of scenes. Um, Dr. Viviana sends them all some exercises to build trust and communication. Um, Brie and Vinny have a short exchange where the question is, if I could change one thing about you, what would it be? And Brie says that apparently Vinny moves the shower head up when he's taking a shower because he's taller than her. And I guess she doesn't like that because then it hits her in the did face. Did we need this scene? Did we need this scene? We didn't, but also it's like, so would you prefer to have a short man? Is that what you're saying? Because that's an I interesting mean, choice. It would be nice if the shower head just stayed in place. Um, <laughs> that's that's the way I prefer. Like, you know, you I mean, like to why, get in and already be there. And then why is it moving? Like, I have a rainforest shower head, so, like, it don't mm. it doesn't move. Like, it, you well, can't. <laughs> What's I guess happening? like she's saying like he gets in there and puts it like so it hits his chest but for her it's like hitting her in the face <laughs> and so then she brings it down so then it's like hitting his thighs Girl. maybe and not it's not so high that's enough. one thing she could change so you don't want to <laughs> keep it really light <laughs> okay <sighs> so Haley and Jake they're one of the questions they have for each other is how can we make our sex life better oh, and God. Jake is like you know have it um and Haley is looking <laughs> wildly <laughs> uncomfortable, Great. doesn't engage in that part of the conversation. And then it kind of cuts to Claire and Ryan. They also have a fishbowl with questions in it. 
And they go through a lot of their questions. I feel like they ask like five questions as they're going through. It's just like rapid fire. Well, and Ryan pretty much says the same thing over and over. Yes. Um, so did the, you question, take notes the questions I did because they were very interesting. So the first question is, what will the thing that'll make it harder for me to be intimate with you? So it wasn't really a question. It was more like a, um, like a statement or I fill guess in whatever. the blank. Yeah, fill in the blank. And so he says trust. Um, yep. creating that comfortability again, it's just trust. He's got to trust her. Uh, the next question is how would you like for me to initiate sex romance? Clara said, Clara just, says, do, just it. do it. Just do it. <laughs> just initiate it. Just, just do it. Just um, <laughs> next question. How can we make our sex life better? Obviously Clara says by having it, have it. He says trust and commitment. Mm. Next question. What is your favorite sex position and why? Ryan, Ryan says, turns into a child. Yes. He's like, that's very aggressive. <laughs> he says, you just take it as it comes. It's normal, medium. <laughs> normal, medium sex position. And then Clara's response is kind of like, what if I just did some wild position you've never heard of? You know, and Ryan just seems <laughs> tickled at the thought of like, a sex position. Oh I don't know. It's, it was very. It's revealing, like, and it was really if like. Somebody said medium to me. I'd be like, "What is what?" No. Well, and it's like we're grown adults here, so if you can't like communicate about your favorite sex position, then like we have some things to discuss. What is normal? Is that missionary? Like, do you not know words? I guess. I mean, and like he didn't even. <laughs> uh, it was just so unattractive. I was like Ryan. Okay, so then yeah, I think that would have been a turn off if it was me. I'd be like, you don't. Know what I would be about. so turned off. Like this is Clara not... still wants to have the sex. She wants it. So the final question is, what's the toughest toughest experience you've encountered? And Clara tells us an awful story about how yeah, she goes on a monologue. Yeah, about how she realized how unhappy she was in her last relationship. She told herself a lot of things were fine, but they weren't. And they weren't having sex. Like she said, maybe they had sex three times a year. And she wasn't yep. desired sexually or wanted in any way, and she doesn't want that to happen again. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, do, in your opinion, what are relationship? What relationships are like that where one person has no interest in like being like intimate at all? Um, I feel like there's quite a few things that can create that truthfully. I think, you know, you, of course, have your biological sex drive that might be different, libido Mm -hmm. and things like that. But then I think also the nature of the relationship um, can impact that. Because if she's, like, as horny as she's saying, Mm -hmm. and this person is not wanting to reciprocate that to her like it it sounds like something is is going on there Mm, um i see and i'm just not i'm not sure what but it's weird because you hear in this scene her saying that like uh because i wasn't having sex with with this person i wasn't feeling like my worth wasn't where it should be yeah not feeling sexually desired which i feel like that was interesting but it's kind of what she says later that confuses I guess the situation it makes me feel like she's unclear on herself and I think uh, just about this uh, this interaction you know Ryan has made it clear that you know he needs trust and commitment before he can make that next step into sex and to be perfectly Mm -hmm. frank it's only been like three weeks so I kind of am on his side with this one yeah like I'm kind of on his side with this because it's like 
what are we, what's the rush? It's been three weeks. Yeah. So I, I, it's unfortunate that she's had this awful, you know, relationship in the past, but I don't really like her answers either. She just wants to do it. Like, but do what? Yeah, that's like, the thing. It's kind of like you've seen those people who are like more emotional. Yeah. Uh, when they, when they have sex, and then you have some people that are just like more like it makes me think of like younger people who are just like mm. college, like just having sex. Just do it. It's just sex. Yeah, like who aren't attaching any value to sex. Yeah. Um, but it's weird because like if you're in a relationship with someone, it's not right. just a, like you're married. <laughs> Goodness. You can't just be like, well, sex doesn't mean anything. It's just a task. We have to just, like, take out the trash. Like, we have to do it. It's not the same thing. It's just not, Clara. Um, and I think it's kind of hard for Ryan to take that in and just mm -hmm. kind of be like, uh, she's really, really pushing the sex angle. And I'm trying to control her. Like, And I don't think he's a fool. I know he's hearing these no. things. And he's like, so obviously there are some things here. You've had some issues with, with sex and, you know, your worth in the past. Mm -hmm. There's a lot so, coming up for her, but I don't even definitely. know if she realizes the way it's think. all coming Oof, up. I don't. The awareness doesn't seem to be very strong with her. Let's <sighs> go back to Paige and Chris. So this looks like it's they're the same. They're not doing a communication exercise. This looks like it's the same night because they're still on that same couch wearing the same clothing. Yes, um, they're still on the same couch wearing the same <laughs> clothing. They're sitting like cushion apart yes still the only difference is that dr viviana is not there and Paige has a pen and paper yes and so she says that um she meant those vows she's dedicated to him and so she wanted to create something visual to see what the relationship will look like so i'm assuming mm -hmm. she's just writing out the days and what they're gonna do so like yeah, a she's calendar like making an agenda <laughs> or a schedule she could have okay. very easily done the same thing with the calendar so right. she's like <laughs> Thursday, what are what's on your schedule for Thursday? And he's like, Well, I'm free after eight. Jeez. And so that's really, really late. It's a long, a long work day. He's free after eight. And she's like, So what do you I thought she was gonna be like, okay, well, stay at your place. But she's like, So what do you want to do? Like we can watch a movie or watch well, a show. And he's like, No movie. And she says, What is the plan, activity, and desired outcome for today? I'm like, Paige. Yeah, I mean, I appreciated that because I feel like for her, you need to have some input from this man. You can't just think that, okay, I'm going to plan something and it's going to be okay. Because he needs to actually say, like, yes or no or what he wants. And he's, he's never saying what he wants. But he's already said that his heart is not in this. So why do you... He why didn't did tell he her that. That was the talking head. Oh, I thought he said that when they were on the sofa. And he said that oh. his heart wasn't 100% into it. Maybe. I could be misremembering. I thought that's what he said because then Paige was like, well, what do you want? That's why I don't see. She always asks him what he wants. And exactly with this he question Thursday, he doesn't say any desired outcome. He just says no movie. Yeah. And so no then she movie. Goes to, she goes to Friday. <laughs> and she, he, they're like, you know, what can we do? And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, we could play basketball. And she's like, I don't know how to play. And he's like, I could teach you. And again, no desired outcome. Just. Shot in the dark. He says he has to skip Sunday because he has a conflict. And Paige is like, conflict? Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Whatever. She asked him about other activities they could do. Does he want to play cards? He says, no card games. Like, <laughs> no movie, no card games. I'm like, what's the, you don't play like Uno. No fun. Or anything. Paige looks shocking. He says nothing. no card game. She takes that personally. She don't, he doesn't want to talk to her. Nothing where they got to talk, <laughs> sit down. Like, no, no. He sits and thinks for a minute. 
And he's like, oh, why don't I get food and I can bring it here so I don't have to be out with you in public reading between the lines. I get the food and bring it here and why don't you lead Bible study? And she's still looking... I don't know. Paige had this weird twinkle in her eye about something. Well, she's her first response is, "Are you serious?" And he, in his talking head, he's like, "Well, I think the problem is we haven't included God in anything." What? Well, Paige has included God in everything. He's in everything. Like he's oh oh my. I've heard about God more in the show than I ever have. Truly, man. So (sighs) Paige agrees. She's she's like, okay, sure, whatever. We'll see what happens. Good. We transition into (laughs) into Haley and Jake and their visit with Dr. Viviana. Same thing. What's going on with the marriage? I've heard some things. (laughs) Haley says they're they're arguing a lot. Like they're having a hard time getting along. Mm -hmm. And I guess Jake doesn't feel the same. He doesn't feel like they're arguing a lot. He just feels like they're having communication differences i guess well and we learned something new and we find out that apparently with their last argument about her being with Paige and not coming back blah 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 Mm -hmm. apparently she actually did text him and tell him that she might stay with Paige, but apparently he overlooked that and then Haley, i guess in her state of frenzy forgot that she actually texted him that as well um so i thought that was very interesting why would she need to stay there though that, yeah, that was weird because it's like, why are you spending the night it's with Paige? It's the same, it's the same building. First I mean, of all. You I, I guess sleep separately than your husband. Well, and maybe she just wanted to give him some space, and she was like, "I may just stay with Paige." You know, like I don't think that would have been a smart move. But honestly, I get it because the more I see of him, the more I don't really like him. And I think she's extremely. I think she's extremely uncomfortable around him. I think she is uncomfortable around him. I don't know if they're a great pair or I don't know if like she's great for him and like the, mm-hmm. what he's the way he's presenting yeah um so Dr. Viviana talks about them being in a non-romantic friend zone like where mm-hmm. there's no no cuddling kissing sleeping separately that kind of thing right um we learned that Haley uh had sex with with him during the honeymoon because she felt like that's what she should do and not because she was actually sexually interested in him, which is terrible. She's tearful as like they're recounting this Mm -hmm. Um, because it does seem like such a great step back to go from having sex with someone to sleeping in separate beds and not having like holding hands or anything like that. Um, So I know we thought like maybe the sex was bad, but it seems like there's like a lot more, a lot more going on um, yeah. in Haley's mind that she's not really saying. <sighs> Dr. Rihanna recommends that they get more comfortable being alone together and sharing space. She takes him into the bedroom. She promises no one's going to get naked. <laughs> Haley's like, praise the Lord. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she says, like, you guys should, you know, kiss, in the, kiss good morning and kiss good night at least, you know, and try to sleep in the same bed to just kind of work on things um Haley's like I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that it sounds uncomfortable already um and Jacob is like constantly tossing these bones out about like you know we could kiss or you know read the room (laughs) that's not his specialty she doesn't want to kiss you like I yeah I just want him to have a little bit better social cues like my god yeah like he's almost 40 though Jay like shouldn't he can't you read people? 
No, not everybody's good at that. But I felt like for them too, like she's a hard read, first of all, because she's so quiet and you don't know much about her. And I think he's wanting her, like we mentioned before, he's wanting her to just jump in. And that's not where she's at. She's very far from jumping in. She's like on the opposite side of the room. Oh, right she's not now. jumping into nothing. <laughs> she's not <laughs> tapping in here. <laughs> she's not like happening. hand on the door, ready to walk out. Which is, I mean, it's it's sad. I wish I feel like they could work, but mm. I don't know. As we learn about Haley a little bit later, you start seeing some some more things being revealed with her. She's oh, I don't know. She seems like she's hard to get close to though. Like even as a friend, like. You see, when she talks to her friends, she's not, like, yeah. really super engaging with them. It's kind of like, what is she thinking? <laughs> I guess I just felt bad because she really did, like, she starts crying. And she's just, yeah. like, you know, like. I don't think she's proud of that. I, th- I think she's very remorseful that yeah. she went ahead with sex, even though she didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she That's says sad. that she connects with people so easily, and she's just not feeling that with him. So I really do, yeah. I don't know. I do kind of feel for her because I feel like she... I don't know. I feel like they were just, again, just very mismatched. I don't think this was a good match for them. I think, like, I (sighs) imagine, like, during the matchmaking, and I haven't gone back and watched it, but I imagine during matchmaking she was probably a lot more vivacious and open, and throughout this she's a lot more, like, closed up, um, which is just sad. Mm-hmm. Well, so speaking, Dr. Viviana. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say speaking of sad, but no, you keep going. <laughs> Dr. Viviana trots down the hallway to Virginia and Eric, and it's time for their meeting about. Dr. Viviana is the sexpert. Yeah, is that her specialty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes and talks to them. Same thing. What's been going on? Um, wait a minute. <laughs> goodness virginia mentions they're both high on physical touch mm-hmm. these people walking their dogs with no leash is just <laughs> sorry y'all have a window in this room and people just walk their dogs and let their dogs go in people's yards it's that's really a trigger it's a trigger for me actually exactly <laughs> exactly it's real bad <clears throat> excuse me may need to cut that out um Anyways, so Virginia mentions they're both high on physical touch and that even during arguments, they will continue touching each other and can't stop touching each other, <laughs> which I've seen it a lot from Eric. I haven't seen this much from Virginia. I feel like he's always, like, in her face. Yeah, I agree. Um, but he says nothing's going on. Everything's been amazing, and this is, you know, rainbows and unicorns mm-hmm. and blah 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 so virginia says that they don't want to fight um because Mm -hmm. they don't want to talk about they don't want to fight so they don't talk about their issues because they don't want to be in a bad place um but dr viviana's like okay well let's try and work through some of that so eric mentions that some of their views are different about the country and life in general Eric says that he's not going to let that affect their normal relationship and he'll meet in the middle and he's fine with how she feels about it, but it's not going to change his view. Virginia struggles with that. She says that she hasn't really been around or seen couples who are extremely different like that, like make it essentially. And she says that most of her family is opposite of her except for her sister and that him and her dad have the same views. You know, she came from that, but she's not that. Mm-hmm. And if y'all remember, her sister is uh, married to a woman, and they have, like, two mm-hmm. kids, I think. Yes, yes. I don't know if that person identifies as a woman, but so that situation. 
they continued to have this very uncomfortable conversation where Eric pretty much says that he's not changing, you know, his views. They are who they are, what they are. He comes from a military conservative family. And in regard to social issues, he doesn't think about it because they are too hard. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. So basically, Which sounds so, like an idiot. I don't deal with social issues because they're because hard. they're too hard. Like, unfortunately, I can't. You know, I can't You're not participate in social issues because I'm black. So I can't turn off the, racism, sexism, you know, misogyny. Like when you're what? privileged, you just don't see things. You don't have to deal. Oh. With it. it doesn't affect him. I so mean, I was hard. so triggered. <laughs> I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah, there's also, I don't know if you said this, but Eric mentions a few times, he's like, it's, it's your issue. Yes. He's saying, like, this is Virginia's problem because oh, man, she's the one that's different. And he's saying this right in front of Dr. Viviano, which yeah. is like, shocking because this is poor behavior. And he's like, it's her problem. And he's like looking down. He's being dismissive, just being, you know, regular white male. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, I mean, just misogyny. But, like, he's just like, look, this is her on her. She got to deal with it. I'm fine. And I'm just like, Eric. Yeah. And Virginia <laughs> also kind of piggybacks on it and is like, well, we both know we're not going to change how we feel. So. Well, and that's one thing that I actually wanted to press on her about is that there are plenty of, and I'm not going to just say white women. Okay, I don't know if it's just women, white women, whatever, who have these spouses who are just like Eric and they continue to be with him. So it's like, so how mm. woke are you Virginia <laughs> like how how like how much do these social issues really matter to you because you're laying with a man who couldn't give two fucks about any well, type this of is ism <laughs> I I'm wondering when they matched them how they thought that was going to play out because this isn't just a man she chose to be with this is somebody she was yeah, professionally air quotes matched with and yeah. so they obviously knew his views and knew her views I'm sure she didn't say she probably said, I came from a conservative family, um, but I'm not conser- conservative myself. Right, exactly. I'm just wondering where they thought that was going to line up and how that was going to be beneficial. Yeah, because couple. I personally, I probably wouldn't have matched them because of that. Like, and because of what Eric said about the country right now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to match MAGA and no, and no MAGA. Like, I'm not about to, that, yeah. that's, it's Especially too much. if you don't, if you're not concerned with social issues. Right. Because they're too hard. Would be the, <laughs> I guess, like, maybe they thought, like, she could bring him out. I guess it'd be <sighs> also bad to match him with another MAGA person who was like, nope, not for us. You know, like, that probably wouldn't be good. But mm. I don't know if I would have matched him at all with anybody, to be honest. That's, he, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's not even just the MAGA stuff. But it's more so about, like, all of his misogyny. Like, he's not yes. really a good person person like it's it's being yeah. it's being laced up into like this like oh I'm such an easygoing guy I'm a family man but it's actually not it's not very attractive like yeah it's weird by the way speaking on not matching I think um they're having a new spinoff for contestants oh. that weren't able to be matched in case you guys are looking for some of that I'm gonna probably check it out and see these train wrecks um mm. and probably wonder why eric is not alongside they're probably not all train wrecks but yeah i mean i'm too busy with the train wrecks we got on the main show so i don't I know, know if i have time i'll for tell that. you guys about it if when it comes out i'll probably recommend it um yeah but just just so, something to look for so was that all with maga no. and virginia <laughs> nope 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 um that was not it there was more so they address the issue of children, and he's oh. like, well, that's another issue we have because she's 50-50 on kids, and I'm not waiting 10 years for kids. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. 
And so he's he's just really digging his heels yeah. in this whole time. And she's like, well, I've always said that, you know, if my husband wants kids, we could, we'll talk about it. And he's like, we'll talk about it. You know, just <laughs> how is she, everything she's saying. Her patience is un, is unmatched because, like, he'd be mean, having these one-liners. And I'm just looking at her like, do you hear this man trying you <laughs> all day, every day? Yeah, it's bad. But, yeah, they talked about that very briefly, and then that transitioned into Brown and Vincent. Yes, yes. They're still doing dumb stuff. <laughs> they <laughs> are. Dumb stuff. But the it last is. time we saw them, they were. Shenanigans. Uh, they, <laughs> last time we saw them, they had that bingo cage talking about the shower head. <sighs> this time, they have, like, some pillows and lights arranged and some Ritz crackers and squares so of cheese. Stupid. Grapes and whipped cream. And. They have a blindfold. They're passing the blindfold back and forth. Vincent says, you know, I'm going to ask you these questions. If you get the answer right, you get food. I didn't take notes on any of the questions. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that you was going to take us on home because I have Girl, nothing. No. <laughs> no. I got this a cute setup. Whatever. They're feeding each other. Because it was just general stuff. You guys did not miss anything. It's like they're just like feeding each other. For, there's no substance yeah. to this scene. It was just nothing. like it was with their last scene. Yeah, like but they I had. Guess they have to be in the show. They had nothing going on this week, you guys. <laughs> like I guess because he gave us such fireworks last episode, he was like, "I'm gonna chill this week." Yeah. Somebody I talked to was like, "So he's having a good day. This is one of his good days." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, that's Clearly. exactly." What's happening? He's having a good day, so there's no not a lot of content with them. We actually don't even see them again. I think. Oh, this, that's they're that's out. True. Yeah, that's it. So good. Works that's for it me. for them. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's happening. Uh, so then we're back with. I think we're back with Clara and Ryan, right? Yes, we're back with Clara and Ryan, and they're meeting. It's their turn to meet with Dr. Viviana, which these mm-hmm. Dr. Viviana interviews are just dragging all throughout the show. But yeah, Clara has a lot of questions about sex. Um, Yes, Claire has a lot of questions about sex, and she's wondering why they're not having any. Mm-hmm. Ryan describes this relationship as easy. It's it's okay for him, mm. um, which is, I don't feel like he's being honest with himself. No, but. he's not. Easy and natural. <laughs> easy and natural, no. Claire says she's very sexually motivated in relationships, but uh, he's taking it slow. They're going at Ryan's pace of whatever Ryan is comfortable mm-hmm. with and this is where ryan's like it's been three weeks girl right it's been like, three literally weeks. he says that once they are able to lay the foundation then they can take that next step and he really wants the connection and the foundation to be solid and he's looking at this from like a lifetime commitment as um, should at, right as one should um <laughs> and so i think clara basically says that you know she hears that but she's still just like i just want him I want him now. Clara and Dr. Viviana put him on the spot to say, like, okay, well, how far along are we with the foundation? Like, what Mm -hmm. percentage are we? He's not able to give a number. Dr. Viviana rephrases, and she's like, well, how will you know when there's a foundation in place? He also still doesn't have an answer. So I felt really frustrated with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, too. Because, again, like, he's never been in love, so I'm not sure what he's waiting for. He clarifies he's not looking for like a certain checklist to be done it's just going to be for him maybe Mm -hmm. a more organic feeling but I think it would be nice to communicate to Clara like you know yeah 
what's but, happening besides trust and commitment. Like, I'm, t- I'm married to you. I'm committed to you. Well, and plus for her, like, it sounds like she does need, like, you know, what not a checklist per se, but, like, okay, what are the things that you're looking for so that I can know that we're working towards that? And he can't even mm-hmm. give her that. So, I mean, that is kind of frustrating. Yeah, like, you need some feedback to know what you're working with or mm-hmm. – even if he was to say, like, I wish you would stop staring at me like I'm a piece of meat. Like, that could be some direction yeah, exactly. more than we have. Because um, they talk about um, some of their sexual activity. Or is this the part where? No, no, no. Okay. So Clara says that Ryan always puts the brakes on as things start advancing. Because mm-hmm. Dr. Viviana's like, you guys must get, like, hot and heavy and sometimes. And Clara's like, no, he keeps putting the brakes on. And mm-hmm. she alludes to them doing everything there's actually a point where dr viviana dr viviana asked to speak to clara privately ryan's cool he's like sure 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 ryan these responses <laughs> um anytime anyone says anything to him he's like sure of course uh-huh yeah yeah um so he leaves and clara says they're doing everything but like vaginal intercourse which right. i'm like so is there like you know some oral sex is there like sounds some, like it some hand manipulation going on. I mean, on, like, I, it, I think it's at all of that. It's literally everything but. Exactly. And I think that's immensely more frustrating than just mm-hmm. not having sex. Like, if we're just not, if we're three weeks in, we're not even, you know, touching each other's genitals, like, okay, that's one thing. But if you're, like, <laughs> getting somebody geared up for sex and not giving them sex, I, that's a bit torturous, I think. Well, and I guess I'm wondering, like, who's initiating that? Because... Let's say she's the one who's like, all right, I'll give you oral, but he's not giving her oral, but she's initiating it. Like, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's initiating. Of course she, she is. wants something. So I think she's for him. She's trying to get him going. Yeah. And I think for him, he's like, look, you're, you're doing all these things and I'm not going to stop you, but I'm also not going to let this get to sex, to like intercourse. So yeah, I just, I feel like if he had his way, none of that would be happening at all. I, yeah, I'd probably say so as well. I just can't even imagine them, like, passionately making out because Me it just either. seems real <laughs> awkward. But I can definitely see, like, them being in the bed like, her going down on him. Yeah, I totally can. Him just not refusing that, but I'm not going to put my penis inside of your vagina. I don't know right, where it's exactly. been. You just said you love people every two weeks. Yeah. Um, Which so is not really attractive. That she loves people every two weeks? Or that she just falls in love so easily. Like, I don't She has think poor emotional boundaries. Yeah. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I think for her age, like, I think that's a bit immature. So, yeah. I would agree. So, Dr. Viviana puts on her thinking cap. And she's like, you know, I'm wondering if Brian's been dishonest and maybe he's a virgin. Which, I was like, hmm. That came out of nowhere for me. It did come out of nowhere, but I was like... Could she be onto something? I think that was what just for a think? sound bite. <laughs> mm. I didn't take that. Um, I, that felt like more like entertainment for me. Mm. I guess I was like, once she said it, I hadn't thought about it before, but I was like, he is pretty closed off from people. Like, who would he ever have sex with? I he think he's had sex nobody. in the past, but I just think with Clara, like, I don't think they're a good match. Mm. 
Like, I, don't, I halfway don't even think he's attracted to her. So I'm just kind of like. his last relationship? He never talks about it, so I have See, no See, that's idea. the thing. He's such a closed book that I'm, like, you never hear him making, like, any sexual jokes or, like, yeah, again, true. with this whole thing of saying, like, normal sex, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, after, after seeing that and then seeing Dr. Viviana present this other question, I was, like, well, he does seem very, like, inexperienced socially, so maybe he's had sex, like, once or twice or yeah. not very often. Um, you know, he's definitely, I think... He could also be intimidated by Clara sexually oh, totally. because she's obviously like a sex, not a sexual deviant, but she has a large sexual appetite and she will take whatever kind of sex she can get. And for him, that might seem like a lot of pressure to try to please well, her sexually. And I'm actually not, I, I think that would be warranted because she freaked, no. I mean, it's too much for me. Like, we literally get back to the scene where they, everyone's back together. Um, Ryan's back with Clara and Dr. Viviana. And Clara says that she has no experience with sex meaning anything. Like there's this no was <laughs> traumatic. There's no emotional this. bond to sex. She doesn't know that she doesn't know that it will ever mean anything to her. And when she starts tearing up, Dr. Viviana asks her, like, you know, what are you feeling? And she said that she's just upset that she's sad for him. Because if he's yeah. looking for that connection, she can't provide that for him. And I was like, so you're not even crying about your lack of emotional maturity when it comes to sex or the bonds that you have never had when it comes to sex, but you're more concerned about how he feels? Yes. That was, that was, this was really weird. And I feel like there is some Ugh. more to it, definitely. So Because sad. Dr. Rihanna tried to name it as like, oh, are you ashamed? Are you ashamed of like how your sexual life has been? And Clara's like, no, I don't have any shame for myself. I, I don't have any bad thoughts about having sex. I'll have sex anytime. Any and place. I feel like that was the wrong question to ask. Like, I don't think it's necessarily mm. about shame, but it's more so about, you know, what have you felt when you've had sex? Have all your sexual experiences been pleasurable for you? You know, how was your first encounter with sex? Well, I, honestly, I'm stuck. That's, yeah. that's, more, that's more therapy. Yeah. Individual That's the therapy. thing. I'm like, there's there's something going on here because yes. even earlier when she said, you know, she didn't feel wanted because she wasn't having sex. So Ooh. sex means something. It means it's tied to your worth. Exactly. And, and the fact that he can't show her that he cares about her without it being something sexual is mm-hmm, interesting mm-hmm. as well. Because there are other ways that your partner can show you that they care without having sex with you i mean like yeah but that's the thing for her it seems like while she may truly just enjoy sex it seems like there's also this underlying part of i need sex to validate myself i need i feel validated in this in this way even though she's saying it's not an emotional connection Mm -hmm. it's she's getting something yeah you know and it's like she doesn't even see that and so for him i can imagine him looking at her like what is this? Like you yeah, have some issues. Absolutely not. She has no no insight to her None. own behaviors. It's really really sad. Um, because I felt sad watching. I was like, she doesn't. She don't even know. She she, she don't even is know not connecting any of her own dots. No. Um, and I think for Ryan, it's incredibly hard to watch and just see that like. I don't know what I'm gonna do with her. Well, and it's just so hard to be attracted to someone who is really like. I keep saying wounded, but like she really mm-hmm. has some 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 things to to work through when yeah. it comes to sex, and so spend less time trying to get me off, and maybe more time, you know, focusing on these 
these thoughts that you're having. Like, I don't. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this, is, this was really hard to watch. And <sighs> I mean, I hope that she does some work on it um, and tries to look at, like, what, how sex became a meaningless thing for her or how mm-hmm. she began to identify it as meaningless. I don't think it truly is. But, yeah. like, where that happened and how she can reframe that so it means something with her husband. Like, he doesn't want right. to have meaningless sex. Yeah, it's not just sex for him. And, like, you guys, you know, I hate to bring up Paige's speak, but, you know, this is a covenant. You know, it's a covenant. And as Chris said, you know, sex intertwines the bodies and souls. Intertwines souls, yeah. And that's the thing, because Ryan, we know he was raised very religious. Right. And that's the other part where I was like, Dr. Viviana might make sense because maybe he has waited till marriage. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he's, like, you know, done things here and there, but, like, mostly, you know, committed to God, even though he's not as vocal as Paige is. Right. Um, but yeah, I think he already is putting a lot of me- a lot of more meaning on sex than Claire is, mm-hmm. which is, again, this would be a gross, mis- gross mismatch on Dr. Viviana's part as the sex expert to not, to see this very sexually uh, open woman with this man who won't even bring up his last relationship. Exactly. I mean, it or seems can't even like name a sexual position. As the weeks go on, like I can't name a couple on this season that is matched well. <laughs> mm, like these are all challenges. <sighs> oh, I mean, but this is real life. I think if you look at anybody's relationship and like focus on their flaws, which this show tends to do, um, you'll probably be like, yeah, that's not a match. That's not a match. That's not a match. Hmm. Um, okay. and, but then again, these people have like just met each other and we're not really seeing the show doesn't you know succeed by showing all the good moments yeah and they don't succeed so. by hiring a therapist so <laughs> that's the thing like they're the goal is shows to paint these people as people with problems who can't get along yeah uh, and so take that into consideration as you're thinking about these people we go back to Haley. dr viviana swings back by there um <laughs> to, to talk to her i don't know where jacob is but He's not in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Haley says she's struggling with, with attachment with, with Jake and feeling, like, connected to him. Mm-hmm. Dr. Viviana pulls up her handy-dandy um, cell phone with the questionnaire that Haley initially <laughs> answered or filled out. And she's like, you said that you have a ten- – did you take notes on this, like, verbatim? Uh, not verbatim. I have okay. that. Um, I think the question was how choosy or how picky she is in relationships. And apparently mm-hmm. she says she's extremely picky. And mm-hmm. she picks a guy apart before she gets to know him, but promises to give the next guy a chance. Yes. And she admitted to picking Jake apart, you know. And so that, <sighs> I mean, her knowing that about herself and I guess knowing that it's a problem, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like she, it seems like it's more of like her natural inclination to do that instead of actively changing anything. Cause she admits she's picked them apart cause he's, yeah. you know, doing the eighties thing. And but she's also not he, attracted. And I think that's the main yeah. thing. Um, but then she also makes this really telling statement where she says that she wanted someone fun and someone to kind of like um, connect with her lifestyle so to yeah speak. like compliment her lifestyle yeah she said he's changing he's doing all these things but she doesn't necessarily want him to make all those changes mm-hmm. if it's not yeah. like natural if he's just doing them because she's doing them which i get i totally feel her there um and dr viviana's like you know well he has to decide what he wants to do like he has to decide if he wants to make these changes or not even mm-hmm. though you're not asking him to he's still going to be able to decide for himself so 
I don't know. It seems like another another hard thing. And one of the things I've noticed with this season and some of the more recent seasons is it seems like the experts are a lot less involved than they used to be. Yes, definitely. And I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. Um, but I just remember, like, on that season, the Philadelphia season with mm. AJ and um, mm-hmm. What's-Her-Face when they were on the honeymoon. Yes. And he got, like, pissed, frustrated, like, big mad because they were making them do these exercises and making them talk to each other and, you know, putting all, doing all of this, like, production-based stuff. Mm-hmm. But people were engaging more, I guess, when there was production-led discussion. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the involvement of production and the experts versus them being, like, more so checking in once a season? Mm -hmm. I felt like in the beginning of the show, like, the first, like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight seasons, like, it felt like the experts actually cared (laughs) about the people. They actually cared about making good matches. They were really involved. Um, They were always, you know, there to lend, you know, advice and helping hands. And then as soon as the show kind of started getting a little bit more traction, a little bit more popularity, it turned into like a spectacle. And so Mm -hmm. it felt like less about, you know, actually connecting people and more about, you know, ratings and like having people, um, you know, matching people who should not be matched, but just doing it for ratings and for money um, and just kind of just greed, essentially. So I don't think the experts care at all. Yeah. Um, about the couples, um, just from well, that's my, the thing, cause my perspective. Because if there are five couples to match, you shouldn't match five couples just exactly. because. Exactly. Like, you should only make a match you're willing, willing to stand behind. I can't remember who got on them about that before. Uh, oh, was that Chris on social media recently? I think that's what it was. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That is true. About, like, their track record with these matches. It's not good. Kind of it's... Some, it's, it's not. There's 12 couples in there. Is what? How many seasons? Um, like 12? 12 seasons, yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. not good. And, like, and it's almost like, what is this show now? Like, is it a matchmaking show where you actually want people to stay married? Or is this just entertainment? Yeah. It's, it's hard. But, the, like, those are things called to order. And I guess I wonder, like, when they plan these, this show, are they like, okay, we'll see how many people turn out for the matchmaking and we're going to try to make five matches and these are the best of the worst? Or are these truly matches every one of us feels good about? Well, and the thing is, is that Chris was recruited. So, like, they mm, knew his, like, they recruit for, they recruit each season. And so if they find people that they like or people who they think would be, like, brand worthy why was he i think they they like they'll put things on like facebook and reddit reddit Um, channels and like instagram they'll be like oh we're making the show called married for sight you should get on it because michael from season the season the dc season he mm. was recruited and he was told that it was just going to be a show about finding love okay i think i do remember him saying that yeah somewhere so it's like i think that this is not even about like having like genuine connections this is about making money I mean, of course it is. It's just sad that because we're playing with people's lives, like these people mm-hmm. are really in these contracts and we're really yeah. have to get a divorce. So like, even though it's for TV, it's not all like TV magic. Exactly. Because these people are just real normal people and they're having their yeah. lives blown up yeah. <laughs> because of people who don't care about them. So it's really... That's the thing. Like I get the feeling Jake is real regular. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty mundane person. And 
he's just trying to be in love, you know, just trying to do what mm-hmm. the show says, be in love, and it's exactly. not happening. So, <sighs> uh, we'll get off the soapbox <laughs> from that. Back to Virginia and Eric. They're doing some of their communication exercises. She says she got a stopwatch so they can practice talking straight for five minutes at each other without interrupting the, the other person. That's kind of, I mean, Dr. Viana chimes in, and she's not physically there, but she, like, chimes in on why this exercise is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Eric goes first. He talks about being cheated on a lot <laughs> and his trust <laughs> issues. He says he's never cheated. <sighs> he's just talking, 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 talking. He's been cheated minutes. on in every relationship, he said. And so he said I he started to why. think, hello, Eric. <laughs> He said, what's wrong with me? Eric, I can think of a number of things. Um, And he said that he just, you know, he just has difficulty trusting people. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Which, as you should, Virginia's turn to talk. She talks about her parents and their relationship where they were fighting constantly, even after they were divorced. Mm -hmm. They kept fighting. Um, She stopped talking to her dad for a bit, moved in with her aunt, and then, I guess, eventually mended things with her dad. She's, like, really diving into her family history, talking about she doesn't – that's why she doesn't want to have kids. She doesn't want to put them through any kind of stuff like that because it was hard on her, which is probably also tied into her drinking, which we didn't see her drinking as much this episode. I don't know if you guys noticed. Yes, I did, too. She's cutting back this episode. She looked much better. Like, I I was like, okay, Virginia, I see you. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's it's good for him to have that information um, Mm -hmm. and for her to be aware of, like, this this is how I came to be. But I think... Typically, they're just having light conversations because they want to enjoy the moment. They're not really talking about these important things about why he's so controlling and why she's so resistant exactly. to a future with kids. Yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah, it was, it was a good moment, even though, you know, stopwatch <laughs> was kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. We go back to Paige and Chris. Um, so, my, you know, every episode I do a song. Um, Because, you know, I'm really fascinated about the the music selection on the show. Well, I can't believe you don't even recall. It was this gospel hymnal. Um, Mm. I'm going to lay down my burdens down by the riverside. I did hear that. I mean, just just make a mockery (laughs) of the whole Christianity, why don't you? Like, just, just, (laughs) you know, who cares at this point? Yeah. I didn't appreciate um, it. Very traditional hymnal. I didn't like that. Very traditional hymn in the hymnal. If you guys have ever been to like a Baptist church and seen a hymnal that's where you would find one of those I really didn't um, appreciate it Jade I'm just you know I didn't there was a lot that. I didn't appreciate Chris I feel like he was making a mockery of the Bible <laughs> yo I mean truly like this whole segment I was note. like this whole segment I was like I'm really offended <laughs> by all of this yeah let's get into it so Chris shows up he says he got her some chicken is it Harold's what yes. did he say Harold's chicken bringing Chicago to Atlanta whatever that means I, I didn't, didn't know, know they people... had a Harold's in Atlanta is Harold's from Chicago are they yeah they're from Chicago is that supposed to be good chicken? It's supposed to be really good chicken. It's like what the chicken in Chicago is known for. Chicago people, had to be known for a chicken. People in Chicago fried chicken? Hmm. Who yeah. knew? Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a Harold's in the airport, I think, in Chicago at O'Hare. But oh. I didn't know there was a location in Atlanta. Interesting. But it's like this very Chicago thing to do. So he okay. says he got her some Harold's fried chicken, and <laughs> she's going to lead him in Bible study. Um, which I don't know why we can't have joint Bible study. Like, why do you need somebody to lead you, mm-hmm. child? Um, you're the man. First of all, if you're going to be, like, the head of the household, like, the, the 
Well, and he, he's made it known. He's the house band. He's not the house <laughs> band. This is her house. And honestly, to be perfectly frank, he said when they were together that he's not leading it. Uh, he did. Uh, which, he said that. <laughs> again, this is very childish. Can you lead me in Bible study? Like, you're the man. You Can't we just sit and open the Bible together? Look, okay. So that's the thing. He didn't show up with the Bible either. He showed up with just chicken. Yeah. He's wearing like a purple Hollister shirt. Yeah, Hollister? another Hollister. And I actually looked up. I went to the Hollister website because I was just like, what's happening? Those shirts are like $35. He could have just went to TJ Maxx and got something much cooler. I'm so. not sure he bought that recently. I feel like that's probably, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that might be old, but. Whatever. He's wearing his purple Hollister shirt. He, they sit down to eat at this table in uh, Paige's mutual apartment. And <laughs> she asks him, is he going to bless the food? He says he wants her to do it. So this is, these are like these little annoyances that I'm like, sir, if you want to be the man, be the man. Not pushing for traditional gender roles, but like. But he doesn't, Jade. He doesn't want to be want, here. So whatever. She leads, she leads the grace. And she's like. Come on and hold hands. And he looks like that's the first time he's ever, like, this man comes from a family of pastors. He feels some kind of way because she asked him to hold hands while they well, bless the food. And you know he claims he was a pastor himself. What? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> what are you talking about? He said that he used to be a pastor, but he wasn't making no money. <laughs> so you abandoned the church? <laughs> he said, there's no money here. There's no money to be made. I got to get out of it. He said that in like one of the first couple episodes. Oh my goodness. For a shame. man of the cloth. <laughs> He's not for a man of the cloth. He's not Catholic, Don't know. That okay. man said he was in the church and no money Don't to be made. Don't tell me anymore. That is shameful. <laughs> That's why like, like when, a- when he asked her to be blessing the food and saying grace, I'm like, so you just left it all at the altar. <laughs> But I'm like, you can't say that. First of all, you didn't bring a Bible. You don't want to leave Bible study. You don't want to say great. You can't do You just show up a chicken. Just show up a bare minimum show. So um, he asked Paige. They have some little banter about, like, who's going to lead the Bible study. And she gives in. She goes and gets her Bible off the counter. It is revealed that Paige is a member. Did you catch this? I'm sure you did. did. It was very obvious. Paige is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority (laughs) Incorporated. And that told me. Let me tell you what I got. I was like, that tells me she she has uh, a group of support. A group of people who support her. Mm-hmm. But throughout the course of this show, we haven't really seen, like, Paige having friends or people to talk to. So it is my hope that she is receiving support from her sorority well, as she goes through this. Well, for me, this is what, what that did, told What did you me. think? Because, because, I was she, like, because she is one of my sorors. Yeah, she, I thought about that, I, too. I was like, ooh, this is Tam's sister. Oh, sister. <laughs> sister. Sistrin. Oh, man. I. Yeah, what did you think? I felt like this can't be the real her that we're seeing. <laughs> like, is what I got from that. I was like, when she pulled up that Bible and I saw DST, I said, okay, so this is a role that you're doing because there is no mm. way in heaven you are this passive <laughs> and this meek. Like, there's no I way. I mean, there's no I way. I think I'm a sorry. lot of this that she's doing is for the Lord and who the Lord wants her to be. Her herself in the Lord might be different than herself in DST. That's but true, I suppose. 
I was like, okay, and I guess we didn't say it explicitly, but, you know, people have Bibles, and there's a Bible cover. Her Bible cover, or her Bible, I don't know, what do you, book, jacket, I think it's whatever. just a Bible jacket, Bible cover, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a Bible case. That's yeah. what it was. When I saw that red, I was like, Lord, please just let it be like red glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. I'm so sorry. No, girl, she brought it over. I was like, oh, It had those okay. letters on it, and I was like, okay. And I, and so. I say this just because, like, Paige, I mean, I'm just so concerned. We're, we're all concerned here, you know? about mm-hmm. our sister and about my yeah. sister <laughs> yeah I mean seriously I was like you know Tamara you need to get on the line and help your sister I mean I don't know I, I don't know enough about her I need to know like where she pledged like she's in Atlanta yeah. I'm like did you pledge a Spelman and your sisters you know? are not here like I I need answers <laughs> like that's the thing it did bring a lot into question as far as the people in her life yes it's kind of what I yes. got from this bring those like, sorority okay. sisters on camera so we can figure out what's going on like that's what? what I'm saying but I was like they didn't have a housewarming so it's not she brought friends over it's so like we really haven't seen Paige get support except for like every time Chris wants to talk to her they're filming that but whoever Paige is talking to outside of Chris we don't know that's true um so I thought that was really interesting. And again, he didn't bring a Bible. So he's looking on his phone at the chapter she's referencing. He is not. He looking at Instagram. <laughs> he read. She asked him to read the passage. Oh, okay, fine. So he he pulled up something. I don't know if it's the Bible app or he just Googled it. The I wonder which, um, is it James? <laughs> Goodness, it might it might be. Um, so he's basically making a mockery of the Bible. Yes, indeed. She she read, he read, and he's like, amen, or just, like, just. <laughs> it was goodness. gross. So she brings up, she brings up the baby thing and just kind of talks about how she felt about that whole situation. And then he, with this gleam in his eye, which is not there all the time, <laughs> he really has, like, a, a, a RBF thing going on most of the time. But he's like, oh, speaking of the baby, I have something I did tell you. And she's, like, dumbfounded again, like, what does he got to tell me now? <sighs> We I think we cut to a quick commercial and come right yes, back. Yes, yes, we do. To add some anticipation in. <sighs> so he says, he goes on this monologue about Mercedes. He's like, well, you know, six years ago, Mercedes got into a bad accident and, you know, she could have lost her life. And I wasn't sure where he was going with this. I thought he was going to say something like, oh, she's uh, medically not able to bear children. Or <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. Wow. Okay. I was like, you know, she had a bad accident. She could have been really injured, like if she almost died. Like he was setting it up like something serious was happening. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. He was setting it up like you know, he was gonna reveal something of great magnitude. And he does. <laughs> Come back. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So he says she hasn't driven in six years because she's had like a lot of trauma related to this accident. So I brought her a brand new Mercedes Benz so she could be comfortable by the time the baby's born. Comfortable driving by the time the baby's born. So many questions with us because as someone who has been in Atlanta, who's visited Atlanta, how is she getting around without We don't a know where Mercedes lives, remember. And, and that's why I feel like she must be in Chicago because that's the only place I can think of where she wouldn't need a car or have to ride share all the time. Mm-hmm. So 
when did, I, I guess I'm more curious to know, like, when did she move to Atlanta? Is she even in Atlanta or is she in Chicago? Um, and then when people say he, he bought her a brand new Benz, what does that mean? Did he purchase it outright? Did he purchase in cash or did he lease it? Like, I'm, I'm into the specifics here. Mm-hmm. I mean, to Paige's point, Paige asked some questions as well. And she's like, um, I understand you wanting your child to have a way to be transported. Um, not saying anything's wrong with that. A brand new bin, like is Toyota, Honda, like brand. First of all, brand new is one thing. And then mm. the brand of car is a whole nother thing. He said Mercedes wants a Mercedes. What's the problem? I think he was like, you deserve a Mercedes, boo. Anyways. Um, oh, so, again, lots of questions with this. And this is the thing. Is that where Chris was on Sunday when he had a scheduling cop? Like, Girl, who knows? That man could have been Timbuktu. Where is he getting this money from? Like, <laughs> that's what I want to know. That, and that's my thing. Is like, did you purchase this Benz outright? Or did you, like, like how did you purchase this car how can you purchase this car? Where is the money coming from? What is your job? What do you do every day? Just I want to know. Just annoyance. Be a pain in my side. I mean, um, I know that you went to school for, for ma- say maintenance, school. management and finance school. You know, what does that mean? So Who I don't knows? know. And I, I don't care. Whatever. Do you? Yeah. So more Christian shenanigans. We don't really see anything else after that about how Bible study ends if they pray and, you know, anything else so right. on the couch and watch TV. It's just kind of left up in the air. We go back to Haley and Jacob. Jacob starts by saying he brushed his teeth and hoping that, you know, might give him some leeway into ha- getting a kiss. Um, <sighs> Haley's still not feeling it because no. it's very forced. <laughs> they go into the same bed. Um, he... He starts rambling off a list of things that, that he would be comfortable doing. Oh, my God. Um, nothing, nothing inappropriate. Just like he's like, so, like, should we spoon or have a good night kiss? Any, any sensual caressing, he also says. And Haley's, like, on the edge of the bed, like, right. just staring at him, kind of wondering, um, hey. Uh, oh, yeah. Gracie's like, when are you going to wrap this up? Gracie, we are almost done. Thank you for your patience, girl. We are at the end. Um, but yeah, so Haley's still not feeling it, still resisting the, the sexual, not sexual, the sensual advances (laughs) for physical contact. For me, hold on, I was just like, so basically I just felt like I couldn't tell if he was joking because if this woman just told you that she's not comfortable with kissing, caressing, like she doesn't even know if she's attracted to you, and then you start asking her if y'all want to kiss. I, I don't think that's really reading the room. <laughs> Again, not his strong suit. I think he was trying to execute Dr. Bibiana's recommendations of like a good night kiss, um, mm-hmm. which could be, you know, closed mouth. We don't have to spoon. It could be just very, very... Uh, mundane or you know mm. we could even spoon in lieu of doing a good night kiss but I guess she might not want to spoon with him because you know mm-hmm. that could feel something and she don't want to feel be, nothing she don't want to I know that's what I'm saying that, <laughs> I sometimes think about like a platonic spooning but that's probably not what would happen with not what would happen with them um because he might get aroused so whatever so. they agreed to do a fist bump 
Uh, <laughs> poor Jake. Again, two people who have already been in each other's bodies agree to do a fist bump. Oof, and that's how they go to wow. sleep. There's a lot of room for growth here, but yeah, that's where they are, and it's kind of where they where they end. And then we go very briefly to Virginia and Eric. They're mm-hmm. I guess everybody's supposed to do some like cute bedtime shenanigan things. She has on like a little lacy satiny mm-hmm. robe and some snacks on the bed. Those snacks looked weird. <laughs> what were they? It was like there was some chocolate dip in the middle, but like it was all like ill. It was weird. <laughs> okay. So I don't have many notes because Eric's basically saying he wants more of like that sexual intimacy, I guess. Yeah. Um, he said he appreciates the little things that show him she cares about him. I, I didn't really know where this, this was coming from because I didn't think they were having a problem with intimacy. So I was just like, okay, cool. Thank you for sharing. I think maybe just like making it special when he is there instead of it just being like, you know. Routine, when he's not routine. at the Capitol causing an insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So that's kind of where we end off. Oh, Next man. week, they kind of go on dates again. Um, you don't see, I didn't see too much drama in the pre Oh, yeah, episode. because they're celebrating their one-month anniversary next week. Ah, yes, that's true. Yes, very, so true. very, very exciting. So we'll cover that one for sure. I'm going to go ahead and do my recommendations so I can get you guys out of here, get me out of here. Um, anything to say before I go for recommendation? Are you good? No, I'm, all, I'm ready to hear your recommendation. Okay. Uh, so my recommendation... <laughs> <laughs> Got a little excited. <laughs> okay, Brie with the voice. <laughs> My recommendation this week is uh, a Netflix show. It is in Spanish, but the American Ooh. name or the English name is The Mess You Leave Behind. The Spanish name is El Desorden Que Dejas. <clears throat> I'm going to read you guys this really brief summary. Um, and so it says, at its core, it revolves around a woman named Markel arriving at Navarre's High, ready to teach literature to a group of high school students. Only unbeknownst to her, the previous teacher in charge, Veruca, committed suicide three weeks earlier. Oh. So, yeah, that's pretty much the show. I haven't finished it just yet, but I do really enjoy watching it as it's going it's playing from Raquel's point of view most of the time, but it oftentimes mm-hmm. goes back to the pre- previous teacher. I still don't know why she committed suicide or if she was killed or whatever. These students are ruthless. Um, they're just like, they're really hard on her. She's, of course, in this new town. Well, is, I think it, it's her, is it in Mexico what? City or where is it? No, it's in Spain. Oh. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Spain. And I think the town is... Um, the town where her husband's from, mm-hmm. and it's based on a book, and the book is the same name. Oh, um, nice. But I would imagine the book is an actual. I don't know if there's a English version of the book. There might be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically just cross comparing these two timelines of these women, and the current woman Raquel is trying to figure out what happened, and the kids are kind of like leaving her threatening messages and saying like she might get killed next. <laughs> oh, <and> <laughs> I know. It's really like when they turned in their papers on the back of them was like, you're next or something like that. Um, so we'll be on the lookout for that show and we'll. Um, yes, be on yeah. the lookout for it. Again, it's on Netflix. Um, oh, I was saying, yeah, there's 
a lot. Sometimes I like to practice my Spanish by watching different sh- different oh. shows. And it's pretty new. Um, it came out in 2020, at the end of 2020. Okay. So check it out. Let me know what you think. And other than that, follow us on social media. Like, yes. rate, subscribe. Do Instagram. all those things. They are beneficial for us. We might find a way for you guys to give us money at some point. We just don't have one now. Yeah, not yet. We don't know what we're doing, but we'll we'll be there. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.